Okay, welcome back to the Irish NFL show brought to you in partnership with Pundit Arena. The Irish NFL show uh, is quite apt to our guest today, Jason Bell, former NFL player, former Texan, former uh, Giant, former Cowboy. Jason, I know you do the NFL show uh, just over in the UK, so apologies for firing the Irish in front of it, but you're, you're very welcome. Man. Come on, man. You know I love Ireland. I, you know, <laughs> I'm all about it. You know, my family's over there. Um, you know, my daughter's half Irish, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. So I just can't believe it's my first time on here. So something wrong with me? Do I need to figure something out? Is anybody I need to call? <laughs> well, look, if, if this is going to be an exclusive for everyone watching, you're welcome on every week, man. I, 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 I know you guys are on late on the Saturday night as well. And you're on, I mean, you're, you're on obviously before the games as well now, but it's great to have you on. It's great to have somebody as well with a bit of Irish heritage as well there. Uh, Jason, I, I guess before we start the questions, have you any favorite place in Ireland? Like anywhere you've been recently or? Oh man, I've been all through Ireland, but I'd, I'd have to say, of course, uh, Donegal, Derry, those my favorite places, man. I love it out there. So I spent a lot of time in Northern Ireland. Yes, sir. And I'm from about, about an hour from Derry City here as well. So give me a shout if you ever, I mean, we'll, we'll do it in person as well, some other time as well. Just give us a shout and we'll do it. But welcome in and Colm, obviously great to have Jason on. Absolutely. Um, I suppose Jason, like for, in terms of, the NFL coverage, um, look, everyone knows about like the, the rapport, the kind of double act you have with OC. Um, I suppose, is that something that developed as soon as you guys met or has it, has it come over time? Well, you know, OC and I played together. So obviously when I first got to the team, the New York Giants, uh, Antonio Pierce, our linebacker, we grew up together. So I knew him and he basically told me, hey, these guys on the team will be your friends. And O.C. was one of them. So I don't think O.C. really had a choice in being my friend. I was going to be his friend regardless. But it did definitely happen organically. And, um, you know, when, when you're in the locker room, you get to see people in their true nature. I could see O.C. and the kind of guy he was. So I, I wanted to be his friend. And, and we became friends. And we hung out a lot when, when I played there and after, obviously. Jason, uh, having lived on the West Coast, born in Long Beach, school, college, and then you end up spending so much time in Europe and living in London. Did you ever think that was a possibility growing up? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't. I didn't envision that. But my best friend, who's like my brother, one time told me, you know, the life you're living now is exactly what you imagine. You talked about um, living abroad and spending time abroad. And it, it, it definitely happened when I got in the NFL and was able to travel more. I wanted to see the world. So me being here makes sense. But as a kid, I could never kind of imagine what's happening now at all. So very thankful for it and uh, really appreciative of Nadine allowing a lot of that to happen. You know, without her, none of this really would be my life at this moment. Yeah, you, you probably never thought you'd see as much rain in your life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, going back to your playing career, though, Jason, you know, you made your way up initially as an, a UFA, an undrafted free agent. You carved out a role for yourself on special teams. And look, we've seen that a lot with some very famous players, you know, Wes Welker, Cruz, Amendola, etc. I mean, can you take us back to those days and the struggle and the journey you would have had there? And even especially even after your first year, and I think you had 21 tackles or something, but you were cut by the Cowboys after that first season as well. Yeah, so you learn a lot 
early on in your career, especially if you survive it, right? It kind of sets you up for the future. And first thing to answer the first part of the question is when I got to the NFL, going to Dallas, under, they, they had people understood and, and really respected special teams. So the first thing that happened when I got there, I was playing corner and I was doing really good. But uh, I remember it was Darren Woodson told me, he was like, you're not going to make this team playing corner. You're going to make this team on special teams. So I recognized at that moment that I had to really have success in special teams. And luckily in college, the same kind of scenario happened where my freshman year, I didn't redshirt. I played and I was a backup, but I played so well on special teams. They had to play me that year, which allowed me to, to, to play as a freshman and then end up starting as a sophomore. So I understood how to turn that on quickly and how to really engage. And I was a competitor and special teams is all about, um, it's all about being physical. You know, you have to be a competitor and you have to be a physical player. And I was both those things. So yeah, that happened. And then, like you said, uh, after leading him in special teams tackles, almost being a Pro Bowl alternate on special teams as a rookie, you know, I end up getting cut and released and going to Houston. But what really happened is the story, they were trying to trade me. I was in the, I was in the facility and I wasn't cut, but they wouldn't let me leave. And supposedly they were trying to work something out with Houston, didn't happen in Houston because they were an expansion team. They had the first of right, first of right refusal for any player. So I ended up going there. I literally was unemployed for about 30 minutes. I left, got in the car. My agent called me and said, you're going to Houston. I was like, okay, there we go. So it was, it was very strange, but yeah. Uh, and the reason they wanted me is not only because they saw me play corner, but they knew I would have an impact on special teams immediately. So special teams really uh, was the key component to the longevity of my career. You're talking there, obviously, about the foundation of that team in Houston, the inaugural sort of few years there. You know, you never know what could happen in London someday with another team and all, and all that situation. But uh, obviously you've experienced that, Jason, but go on in Houston at the minute. There's a lot going on, obviously, with Deshaun Watson. What's your thoughts on the organization there at the minute? Obviously, it's going to be an offseason, which uh, is going to be interesting even post-Super Bowl. So my thoughts are, like any organization, communication is key. And obviously, there has been a lapse in that. Um, I'm not privy to those conversations, but from what I'm reading within the media, Deshaun Watson was promised a voice, and he doesn't feel like he's heard. And that causes a lot of issues in any organization, especially when it comes to sports teams, uh, because that trust is so important. So I feel like there's a little, uh, there's a violation of that trust between him and ownership that they need to figure out. Uh, but this is something that, you know, not only other teams have to recognize, but anybody in business. I mean, when you, you when trust has been violated, you have to, fix it quickly or it's going to have its lingering effects. Jason, I suppose one of the things that's always interesting to hear from um, a player's perspective, some of the standout moments for you, because it's, it's not always the same as the, the standout moments for fans or any particularly entertaining stories from, uh, from your time uh, around the league. Oh, man. <laughs> some of them I can say, some of them I can't, but I'll give you... <laughs> I'll give you the, the legal ones. <laughs> no, I mean, one of the big ones I remember is probably, I would say, my 
first game in Houston because I had just left the Cowboys. And like I said before in that story, you know, it was 30 minutes and I had a new team. And now that was on a, I believe that was on a Saturday that happened or a Friday, but I was on the plane in Houston practicing on Monday. So that's how quick it was. I had the, the clothes on my back. So we go into game week. I know nobody on my team in Houston, nobody. But our first team, that our first game is against the Cowboys in Houston. So I'm playing on special teams. I'm playing a little bit on defense. I don't really know the defense that well, but I know Cowboys offense. So they're like, put you in there. You'll be okay. And I end up having an unbelievable game. And I remember I had, I think I had three special teams tackles. And my agent told me at the time, it was the funniest thing he's ever seen. At first, I make a tackle. And, you know, first, nobody's talking to me. I make one tackle. And you see, like, three guys come up to me. Hey, okay, that's, that's good. You know, I'm talking so much mess to the Cowboys sideline. The referee literally comes up to me and goes, hey, Bell, I understand that's your old team. But if you keep going, I'm going to have to throw a flag on you. You got to stop. I mean, it was, it was out of control, the stuff I was saying to their sideline. But after a couple more tackles, you know, guys on my team just started coming up to me. Hey, oh, and like introducing themselves in the game. Like, oh, this guy can play. So I just, I remember it so vividly, like all the plays, everything that happened. We ended up winning the game. And I remember a sign from a Houston fan that said, we don't care if you lose every other game, just win this one. And we almost lost every other game. So, <laughs> but it was just something that I, you know, it was, I knew nobody, but at the end of the game, I had a, a whole set of new 53 friends and it was uh, all because you go out there and they see how you play. And they, they were like, Hey, this guy, he's made our team better. So that was a real big moment at the beginning of my career. And in the end of my career, when I played my last playoff game, I just remember they, they had me playing corner. I was playing safety all year. They moved me to corner. I ended up having a shaky start, but I, I ended up having a pretty good game. But there's a lot of things I had to overcome during that game. A lot of um, mental challenges, physical challenges. And I, and I really stepped up to the battle. And I'm very glad I did because that's the last time I ever stepped on a field. So I kind of retired with the mentality that I'm just not a quitter. And uh, whenever I face any kind of challenges, I remember that moment. And I know that, hey, you're built to overcome this stuff. Even though it's hard, even though you have those negative emotions everybody else has, uh, you've been in situations where you find a way to dig yourself out. And, and I'm very thankful and grateful for that. Jason, you're, you're well aware of the love for the game, this side of the world at this stage. Um, Michael and Colin are Broncos fans. Mark, unfortunately, is a Patriots fan. But... Growing up for you, who was your team? And is there any one particular game when you were a kid that you think back of as a game that you always kind of, it, it kind of outweighs other games? Um, so growing up was weird. I was a Giants fan and it was because my neighbor at the time was a Giants fan and him, him and his father. So it was the, the time of LT and all that, right? The eighties, the Super Bowl. So I, I grew up a Giants fan and I would say, I just remember, like, the, the, the main thing I remember is just that physical defense. I used to always remember watching defense, and I fell in love with defense, like, just because of Lawrence Taylor and, and all that kind of stuff. But being on the West Coast, I will say for a second there, I cheered for the, for the uh, 49ers a lot. You know, who, who wouldn't, man? I love Jerry Rice. But I definitely grew up as a Giants fan, and the first youth football team I played for was the Giants. And the last team I played for, obviously, the Giants. 
Jason, I was going to say that, you know, growing up in Long Beach, there are there are Raiders fans and 49ers fans that were hanging their head hearing you're a Giants fan growing up, I'm sure. But uh, I know, yeah, man, it's I get crazy. It, man. But, I, but I kept it real, man. I kept it real. It's all good. <laughs> I'm actually, I just want to say as well, your, your story about the Texans there, I mean, we've seen that even in this playoffs. Like we've had a bloke named Blake playing on the offensive line of Cleveland that Baker Mayfield's basically introducing himself to in the huddle. So uh the parallels yeah. continue and it, it happens in the NFL. Um, I want to ask you something, which is, you know, you've probably asked, been asked a little bit about this, but it's more your post-playing career now. <laughs> and uh, last year, you uh, did a certain show that's very popular in my house on a Saturday night, but uh, not as you know, the results show becomes a bit contentious on a Sunday night. So you did Strictly <laughs> Come Dancing. Um, in the U.S., Dancing with the Stars, Heinz Wald, Donald Driver, some great NFL players have done it and won. They've also had Kurt Warner and LT on it, who definitely didn't win. Um, now, man, you were, you went out in week three. You were probably a little bit closer to the latter category, in fairness, on <laughs> the former. But what did you take out of that? And were there any real surprises on the way? Like, was anybody come up to you and say, I'm a massive NFL fan or something like that? Or what did you get out of it personally? Wow. First of all, Donald Driver and me have the same agent. So I remember when he was on there and that was really cool to watch him. Um, yeah. You know, I love the show. Loved every second of it. A lot of people are NFL fans. A lot of people on the production side of it love the NFL. But uh, two people definitely uh, stick out. They were NFL fans. And that's Anton. He's a huge NFL fan, loves his Washington football club. And Jamie really follows the NFL a lot. We spoke a lot about Patrick Mahomes and what makes him good and things of that nature. He wanted to know a lot about different players and kind of what made them tick. You know, he's trying to really dig in on some insight and what how the players, what made them successful. But it was a topic that was talked about more than anything with people uh, is the NFL. And I loved every second of it. I remember a couple of times getting ready to go on um, and do my trial runs and stuff like that. And, and I'm talking football, you know, five minutes before. And Lou was looking at me like, can you focus? You know, let, let's, let's focus in on what we got to do. So uh, that was really interesting. But I, I, I just, you know, that show is amazing. Amazing people. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's wonderful what you learn about yourself on that show. It puts you in a position where you can really challenge yourself and I haven't been able to be in that kind of situation since I played. So I really enjoyed that. And I just, this year, especially understanding what the world was going through and still is going through, and you could be that release temporarily. Uh, it felt, I felt privileged to do that. You know, I, I didn't go on there worried about how long I would last because I was all about the journey to me. It was the same way I thought about football. You get on the field, all you can control is that moment. You better lock in because you're not getting it back. And that's how I thought every time I was out there. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I was so happy for everyone on that show and all that they've done. Because a lot of people worked so hard and overcame a lot of things that we couldn't see in the public, you know, if you weren't around. And I just strong people, strong individuals, and just a great experience all around. There's your exclusive exclusive scoop. Anton's a, a Washington football fan. I think. Oh, he knows his. He knows his. He knows his football. He knows his football. <laughs> he really knows. Excellent. 
Well, like, I think what you just said there is very poignant to the fact that, like, you know, we're getting to the Super Bowl in two weeks. And, you know, a lot of people had doubts on that season as well, if it would happen with COVID. And look, people, like, the NFL's done a great job and they've, they've proven a lot of people wrong, so fair play. And it goes back on what you said there, Jason, about the things that go on behind the scenes, you know, the amount of work it takes to get to that stage. So it's it's fantastic in that sense. And I guess one thing, Jason, that, uh, well, it's not fantastic this year, because of COVID, we didn't get any international games, but... As somebody that's been over here for a few years now, and obviously, you know, your profile has really grown over here, especially with uh, the BBC, the work there with the NFL show, the work of NFL UK. But what's been your thoughts on the international growth of, of the NFL? If you had been told early in your career that we'd have, what, four games in London, a 17th game with we, what we obviously and blatantly hope a game in, in Dublin, maybe in a couple of years' time, but obviously you the growth's fantastic. Like <laughs> what What's your thoughts, man, just on, on, on that growth and are you excited maybe i guess to, to sort of to take part like you know you really do play an, an integral part of that in the uk and ireland especially yeah so when i first got involved over here I, first of all i've seen games over here uh clients i work with on the financial side have played here uh, before i got involved with the, the media side but once i was able to go into the office and see all the people that have worked for all these years to get the get the game where it is i understood why it's had this success and really, it's about the fans, man. This, the fans over here are a special group of people. I mean, when you come to the games over here, it is nothing like anywhere else. It is only thing it's, I can say it has similarity to is a playoff game in the, in, the, in the U.S. It's that intense. It's that much of an event. So now players want to be here. They want to experience that. Not on, you know, because they don't, they don't, feel that in the States. It's a whole different thing. So when I look at the growth, obviously it, it's, it's the hard work of the people of the NFL UK, but it's just the fan base, man. The fans drive this thing. The more engaged, the more they're coming to the games, all that, the more the NFL will keep pushing to grow because obviously they want to be here. And I, and I would love it to be global. Like you're saying, I would love there to be a game in Dublin now because, because Notre Dame always plays out there, right? Yep. Nord, yeah, and, and the, the game was cancelled. It was supposed to be against Navy, I think, Colin, wasn't yeah. it? In, in August, yep. but it would have been great if it happened. Yeah, so, yeah, I would love, you know, the more games, the better, and I think that's the, that's the objective. I can't speak on their behalf, but I, I believe that is what the whole thought process behind this is. But, yeah, I mean, I really miss the games this year. They're such an integral part of what we're doing out here. Uh, you know, hopefully everything works out there back next year. And I just think, imagine the intensity of those games next year with missing it this year. I mean, you, you got to understand from a player's perspective how these guys react. They get on the field and they look up and they're like, this is, this is crazy. You can hear them talking to each other like, nah, it's different when you get out there. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a whole different feel, a whole different vibe. So, um, yeah, it's just... It's such a pleasure. I couldn't imagine working in the NFL anywhere else. I, I, I just feel so much a part of what's happening out here. And this is where I want to continue to be as long as I'm involved with the NFL. And it, and it truly is because the fan base, man, that is it. I love it. It is something special. 
Listen, given that we have a, a former player, I kind of want to pick up maybe touching on a couple of things that you said about, you talked about the player and, and, and when they walk out and, you know, they're talking to each other and you talked about behind the scenes. And I think for fans, you know, a lot of times there's the intangibles that we don't get to see. And you, you mentioned earlier about the drawing that you did with the, the Cowboys after you'd moved across. How, like, how big a part, you know, we know it goes on, but how big a part is that? And, like, how much does that affect the, the opposition uh, on the field? So it all depends on what kind of player you are, right? I mean, there's not as much talking as you think, but there is, and it gets, it gets intense, right? And it all, you know, like on special teams, I used to talk a lot because the play was you had one play, it was explosive, it was a long play, uh, you know, it was running, hitting, tackling, all in one play. Uh, so there's a lot of John that went on in, in those plays. But on defense, I'll be honest, you have to know who your opponent is. It's guys I've jawed at that I've realized I made a mistake. And the mistake was they got better. As soon as I started jawing at them, they got better. I was like, I have made this person better than they were I'm hurting myself. Like I did this to myself. So that's really what it is. You see some guys talk a lot, but for the most part, it's pretty quiet because people are, you know, they're focused on what they have to do. But that couple of five seconds in between plays, oh, uh, there's some there's some quick back and forth. But yeah, for the most part, you know, uh, everybody's got a little bit of respect for each other. Be careful who you talk to. Like I said, some of those guys will turn it on. Jason, can I ask you about your experience in working for Tom Coffin? So people said he mellowed as the years went on, in particular the season in which we won the Super Bowl in 2007, 2008. But having left just before that, well, how did you find working for him? Well, I like playing for Coughlin because I had my previous coach was Dom Capers and they were friends. So they had a similar philosophy. That's part of the reason I believe Tom Coughlin went and got me in free agency because he saw me practice, he saw me play, because that year he was out of football, he spent all of his training camp with us in Houston. So he knew what kind of player I was, and I kind of fit his identity of the players he kind of liked. So I fit in well, because with Coughlin, you knew what you were getting, um, it was structure, and as long as you took care of business, everything was fine. You know, for me, I remember I ended up being very valuable for him, and he told me this, and it was because I could play two positions. So why your listeners, let me explain why that's important because you only have 46 guys, I believe that can suit up for the game. So a lot of people have to have crossover positions. So if you wanna carry an extra lineman that week, well, you might have to get rid of a corner. So I'm your, you know, your start nickel safety, but I play corner too, so you can sit one guy down. So I became that guy for Coughlin and he really respected that, he spoke, a lot to me about that but I like the guy um one thing about Coughlin is he he motivated you to be able to play I didn't care what happened that guy got you ready to play and that's a skill he was a true head coach and leader in that regards uh, not a lot of guys are able to motivate you every week Tom Coughlin always found a way did you set your clock to Tom Coughlin's time I was already used to that from Dom Capers. Like that, those stories, I, that, that meant nothing to me because that was how it was under Dom. The same thing, like it, that was nothing new to me. I came in there, I was like, oh yeah, I get this. And the one thing I understood was all he's asking you to do 
just be responsible, you know? Um, that was fair. And he was fair to me because of that. Um, Jason, I, funny you saying about the, you have to have multiple roles. I remember as a Patriots fan, when Julian Edelman broke into the league, he was pump returner. He played slot cornerback. He, you know, was fourth receiver and stuff. And, you know, he talks about that. Hey, you've got to do what you need to do to hang around and to, to prove a role. Obviously it went on very well for him. But while we have you, Jason, obviously this weekend, um, we've got two pretty big games coming up. We talked about the fact that it's a, amazing matchups. We almost can't get a we can't really get a bad Super Bowl out out of the results of these two games. And I said Julian Edelman, but Tom Brady's obviously going to his ninth championship game out of ten. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers trying to get his second Super Bowl ring, which is below what he should have got, obviously with the career and the talent that he has. You know, you've been watching these guys. You played with some of these guys. You played against some of these guys during your career. You won't mind sharing your thoughts like on the AFC, the NFC championship games coming up this weekend. Well, the one thing we do have is some amazing storylines, right? With the AFC and the young quarterbacks. Just remember a couple years ago, the whole story in the AFC was like, oh, you got Tom Brady and then you got the Steelers. You know, it was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, now that whole narrative has changed. So uh, we get to see these two young quarterbacks go at it and stars are born on both these guys' back. They're unbelievable. They're, they're gonna be leading their franchises for years. So that's just gonna be amazing to watch that and witness that. And we get to see two teams, you know, both of these guys are gonna have to throw themselves to victory in that game, right? Unless something crazy happens, somebody starts running the ball and then I don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, as far as I look in the AFC, what you saw with Josh Allen, he was throwing the ball, uh, you know, they just they don't have a running game really that, that much but in the nfc obviously i mean we've been wanting to see this tom brady aaron Rodgers matchup we want we've been wanting to see it in the super bowl never got a chance to well this is the second best thing so watching these two guys go at it i believe that the packers team is so diverse on offense it's the reason they're the number one offense they're so balanced and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm telling you, I was telling OC today, the guy looks like he's on the beach having a Mai Tai in the back while he's taking a snap from the center. I mean, he's in that level of control. He is chilling out there. Just, I mean, it's, the guy, he doesn't even sweat. It's cold out there, let's be honest, but it's just like, it's crazy. I mean, he's just back there chilling. Tom Brady is the same way, I mean, the way he processes it, but he doesn't make it look that easy, right? Tom Brady's a little more uh, intense, you know, chisel chin and all that kind of stuff. But it's, you get to see these guys, no matter what happens, these, both of these guys can lead a comeback. So at the, the whole game we're going to watch, it's like, who's going to turn it on and when and how? And both of them can do it. Beautiful football. Uh, both their defenses are going to have to step up and make it a play, make a play. But as we know, the quarterback position in football is the most important. And we got four guys that literally can win the game for their team Four, you know, so this is what the NFL is about. And we have the best four teams uh, going head to head. I feel almost like we've taken away from your show there, Jason, because you've just previewed it for us. But you can check out Jason, uh, Jason, Dan, and, and and OC on Saturday. I think it's nine o'clock on the red button, and then later on in the evening as well, Jason, on on BBC One. It's crazy to think it's almost almost time for another Super Bowl run. 
I know. Uh, I'm excited. I know you all are too, but it's uh, we got a we got a great matchup, whatever it is. So uh, it it should be good. Yes, sir. Well, look, we we massively appreciate you coming on. It's it's great to hear your stories. Always about Ireland, the NFL, the works. I'm sure if you're ever over here, if you know if, if Donny Gall or Derry ever need anybody to start playing Gaelic football, I'm sure you can give them a shout. Sure, and sure. Let's we'll see what happens. I there. like Gaelic football, by the way. I Happy like days. it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. No, look, it's, it's, it's obviously a pleasure, man. It's great to chat to you as well. And I know fans over here and across UK and Europe appreciate it as well, man. And we, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, fellas.